0: Good morning. Welcome to Otakada Podcast. My name is Monday Ogojo Ogbe. Today we uh, bring you weekly motivational and inspirational stories for the marketplace. The story, The School of the Holy Spirit 47, of 52, part 35. And it's, uh, the title is uh, Jesus is Coming for a Church Without Sports, Wrinkles, and Blemishes. How on earth is that going to be possible with a heavily compromised and fitless church? How can you and I be above board? Who is the Antichrist? Where is the Antichrist from? from? Is he or she already here? How do we develop discernment? No one wins long term in the comfort zone. Find out why. How to help or cancel people or self in the issues of covetousness, cult and false doctrine today is wednesday july 8 2020 before we go on let us pray spirit of the living god we welcome you into this place into this discussion this session we thank you father for creating us thank you jesus for dying for us holy spirit take charge of this session I hide myself behind the cross use my voice dear Holy Spirit speak to me and speak to your people with the intent that at the end of this that our lives will be transformed to the glory and the image of your son Jesus Christ we thank you for a time such as this. thank you Lord as this word goes out the Korean declares you shall, it shall read, reach the intended recipient Lord the Holy Spirit. Cause it to ride upon the wings of the Spirit. Let it go to the four wings of the earth. Let it begin to convict. Let it begin to transform. Let it begin to change circumstances and situations around them. For the glory of your name. I speak to the church that would arise and shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is upon us, Lord God. Lord, I will represent you correctly in in our relationships, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen, Lord God Almighty, I speak to every distraction from the realm of the Spirit, every noise, I overturn them now by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that these words goes out unhindered. And it will come back with the testimony that it has accomplished the purpose for which it's been sent with the glory and honor of your name, the name of Jesus. Lord, even as this word goes out, says he sent his word and brought healings and deliverance. I act God that. This word will go out and bring healings and deliverance to their spirit, their soul, and their bodies. Anyone seek even today because of this word. I had an agreement with you, that Lord. You will bring deliverance and healing to your people who are called by your name. In the name of Jesus Christ. God's testimony is to abound to your glory, O Lord God permanent healings in the name of Jesus this week. It's permanent healing right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for answer prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. It. Amen. Friends, we bring you today's series of Otakada.org weekly motivational stories equipping Christians in the marketplace. We are ambassadors of Christ in this earthly realm. You can check this fact out in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. At attackada.org, we bring you over 2 million contents for all-round success, for your spirit, your soul, and your body. You can check out these facts in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, and Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. But I, I read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, that is separate you from profane and vulgar things, make you pure and whole and undamaged, consecrated to, consecrated to Him, set apart for His purpose, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete and be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. together with you, we're building massive spiritual temples and people's house in your heart for the Spirit of God to dwell in and operate through with ease in these times and seasons so stay with us and build with us. Check this out in First Corinthians chapter three verses one to seventeen. Leviticus chapter twenty three verse twelve Jeremiah 32-38. Ezekiel thirty seven twenty seven. Second Corinthians six sixteen and first John four four. If you missed the last two series of Sunday and Wednesday you find them in the earlier podcast the School of the Holy Spirit, 46 or 52, part 34, that was last Sunday. The Script of Walking with God and How to Help People Who Are Under Visible Influence of Any Kind of Causes. And Weekly motivational and Inspirational Stories, that was on Wednesday. Uh, the School of the Holy Spirit, 45 or 52, part 33, The Lesson from Jesus on the Story of the Lost Ship. The Prodigal Son and Discover Why Our Sermons Are So Boring and Unattractive to the Lost what we must do to change the direction of the course, plus how to deal with issues relating to backsliding, bitterness, baptism, blasphemy, and counseling setting, plus uh, the dream of an airline coming apart on the tarmac. So I'm super excited to, to bring you today's message where we're exploring the School of the Holy Spirit 47 of 52, part 35, and it's titled, Jesus is Coming for a Church Without Sports wrinkles and blemishes? How on earth is that going to be possible to heavily compromise on faithless church? How can you and I be a to? is the Antichrist? Where is the Antichrist from? Is he or she already here? How do we develop discernment? No one wins a long term in the comfort zone. Find out why. But how to help or counsel people or self on the issues of covetousness called false doctrine. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, The title to today's message came to me just as I woke up yesterday morning. I heard in my spirit Jesus is coming for a church without spots, wrinkles, and blemishes. This morning again, as I woke up, I heard another word saying, No one wins in the comfort zone. Whatever you see here are expansions I have received in the secret place. Before I go into the message proper, let's explore some counseling concerning how to Keep our bodies in top shape from, for health benefits, and also I address some current day issues as well. Practical things that can we can you can do to enhance sound health. I'm taking this from Romans chapter twelve verse one, ministry for which Christ has called all of us, both at the pulpit and the pews, has to be holistic, addressing the spirit, the soul, and the body. We are told to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. So as we address the spiritual, we also have to address the physical. Some practical things I do are as follows. Within a week period, 8 days and 2 laps lapses, I cover 32 kilometers, which amounts to 1,664 kilometers in a year. Why do I do that? Whilst I'm exercising harmful toxins are release out of my body as I sweat. I also do this outdoor because the oxygen content in the air outside your room is higher than indoors. This oxygen gets injected into your bloodstream, traveling thousands of miles through your veins into the blood vessels and brain cells, removing excess carbon dioxide your body does not need into the atmosphere. What then happens is that the cells can now function at optimal level without any encumbrances. An average adult has 100 billion cells in the brain. Almost all of the 100 billion cells in your brain were there before you were born. If you lose a bunch of them, like through an accident, injury, disease or stroke, you're not getting them back. There are a couple of exceptions though. The main exception is in the hippocampus, the part of the brain that's super important for learning and memory. Your hippocampus actually does create new brain cells during adulthood about 1400 neurons per day. Your thinking, intellect and imaginative capacity get enhanced thereby. In the morning, I drink tea with some drop of natural oil from plants, herbs and tree seeds blended in. I repeat the same thing in the evening and sometimes drink a full cup of freshly squeezed bitter leaf. If you have difficulty sleeping, Exercise towards the evening. Meditate on God's word that deals with the anxiety that is causing sleeplessness. There are also natural oils that enhance sleep. You cannot have sound sleep sleeping poorly. He gives his beloved sound sleep. Psalm one twenty seven verse two, and he allows plants and seeds and threes for the healing on the na- of the nations. Ezekiel forty seven twelve, Genesis two nine, and Revelations twenty two verse two. No wonder the trees take out the CO2 and give out O2. But it does more than that. I don't think there's any sickness the trees cannot provide healing for, even to boost, boost humanity, immunity. Just a secret that needs to be unlocked if we are open to these resources that God has graciously endowed humanity with and take action by application to our lives. God says, my people perish for lack of knowledge, and for that, he will permit us to perish. He, uh, Hosea 4-6, verse 6, Job 36-12, Proverbs 10-21 Our plants processed for food get over processing; and they lose their healing properties by the time they get into our bodies. A pharmacist relation of mine, who works with top government officials, does not take drugs. And his explanation is that drugs provide some level of healing but retains harmful components in the body that could have side effects. It takes bitter leaf if you have malaria. If you need further help in a specific area, visit cheetofoods.com as well as com And you will secure some further details there while tracking the spiritual food which we all need daily. <clears throat> We brought this piece to you because we are not just interested in your spiritual well-being but your physical aspect as well and if you're not well physically speaking it affects your mind and your spirit which then affects your work and work with the lord dangers of taking examination during a pandemic i don't know how some government officials came up with the decision to have children go into a critical examination during a pandemic in a country where resources is so scarce If anyone has taken any kind of examination that determines a lot of things going forward it does lower the immune system because of longer than usual hours of study apprehension fear and all of that and coronavirus plagues on poor uh, immune system my son was scheduled to take his examination this year and we had to cancel it till things settle down i'm not asking you to do the same but remember if there's life there's hope of taking another examination the other things, questions we raise in today's title will be answered as we explore Jesus, His coming for a church without spots, wrinkles, and blemishes. How on earth is that going to be possible? With a heavily compromised and faithless church, how can you and I be above God? Who is the Antichrist? Where is the Antichrist from? Is he or she already here? How do we develop discernment? No one wins. Long term. In the comfort zone, comfort zone, find out why. I'll be drawing the evidences from Jesus, John, Peter, and Paul, and other scriptures as the Holy Spirit highlights new ones to me. Let's start with Ephesians chapter five, verses one to thirty-one. I will break and drop comments in them while answering above questions. So let's jump right in. Ephesians chapter five, Amplify Bible Classic Edition. Therefore, be imitators of God, copy Him follow his example, as well, beloved children imitate their father, and I walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you, that I became a sweet fragrance, but immorality, sexual vice, and all impurity of lustful rich, wasteful living, or greediness must not even be named among you, as it is fitting and proper among saints, God's consecrated people. Let there be no filthiness, obscenity, indecency, nor foolish and sinful, silly and corrupt talk, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting or becoming, but instead voice your thanksgiving to God. For be sure of this, that no person practicing sexual vice or impurity in thought or in life or one who is covetous, who has lustful desire for the property of others is greedy and greedy and is greedy for gain. For he, in effect, is an idolater. Has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God? Let no one delude and deceive you with empty excuses and groundless argument for these sins. For through these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of rebellion and disobedience. So do not associate or be sharers with them. For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Lead the lives of those native born to the light. For the fruit, the effective, the product, of the Light or the Spirit, consist in every form of kindly goodness, uprightness, of heart and trueness of life, and try to learn in your experience what is pleasing to the Lord. Let your lives be constant proofs of what is most acceptable to Him. Take no part in, have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds and enterprises of darkness, but instead let your lives be so in contrast as to expose or reprove and convict them. But it is a shame, it is a shame even to speak of or mention the things that such people practice in secret. But when anything is exposed and reproved by the light, it is made visible and clear. And where everything is visible and clear, there is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine, make day, Lord, make day dawn upon you, and give you light. Look carefully then. How you work, live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated With the holy spirit speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs offering praises with voices and instruments and making melody with all your heart to the lord at all times and for everything giving thanks thanks in the name of our lord jesus christ the god the father so with this our first comment we have three comments as the first comment we must understand who a church is and then put ourselves in that person Allow these messages from Paul, written by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to sink into us. The church constitutes or is made up of a Christian or a group of Christians who are true followers or disciples of Jesus Christ. Who then is a Christian? It is important to define this word Christian because we throw this word around as if it is that cheap to be a Christian. A Christian is someone who has repented. Of their past sins, believing Jesus as Lord and Savior, and following the Mass with deliberate obedience to the teaching of Jesus Christ. The word repentance is key here. The doctrine of repentance, as thought, as taught in the Bible, is a call to persons to make a radical turn from one way of life to another. The repentance, metanoia, called for throughout the Bible, is 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 a, a summons to a personal, absolute ultimate, unconditional surrender to God as sovereign. There are four steps to to repentance as follows. The first is responsibility. We must recognize that we have done wrong. The second is regret. We must have true remorse for doing wrong and for the pain and problems we've caused. The third is resolve. We must be committed never to repeat the acts regardless of the temptation or situation. The fourth, and probably the most difficult, is to repair the damage we've done, or at least do what we can to apologize directly to the injured party, and if possible, where possible, we make restitution, just like Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. Also, read let us read Luke chapter 24, verses 46 to 47, Amplified Bible Classic Edition, and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ, the Messiah, should suffer and on the third day rise from among the dead. And as repentance, with a view to and as a condition of forgiveness of sin, she will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Acts chapter 17, verses 29 to 31, Amplified Bible, classic edition, and I read, Since then, we are gods of strength. We ought to not to suppose that deity, the Godhead, is like gold or silver or stone, of the nature of a representation by human art and imagination or anything constructed or invented. Such former ages of ignorance, God it good God, it is true, ignored and allowed to pass unnoticed. But now he charges all people everywhere to repent, to change their minds for the better and heartily to amend their ways. With abhorrence to their past sins, because he has fixed a day when he will judge the world righteously, justly by a man whom he has destined, and appointed for that as task, and he has made this credible and giving conviction and assurance and evidence to everyone by raising him from the dead. Yes, after this sincere repentance, going through this four-step process that we can believe from our hearts by making public confession from our heart to believing that Jesus took our sins by dying in our place for the debt we could not pay and drawn us into a relationship with the Father we lost in the Garden of Eden. We then ask him to be the Lord of our lives and follow him in full obedience to the command of loving the Father and of loving our neighbors. This is the bedrocks of the laws and the prophets. Let's read Uh, You can read that from Luke chapter 10, verse 27. He just said this succinctly in the following verses concerning himself and his true followers. In John chapter 8, 30, 32, 51, and 58, amplified by a good classic edition. And I read, as he said these things, many believed in him, trusted, relied on, and had heard to him. So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, hold on to my teachings and live in accordance, accordance with them. You are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, The truth, and the truth will set you free. <clears throat> I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, If anyone observes my teaching, lives in accordance, accordance with my message, keeps my word, he will by no means ever see and experience death. Jesus replied, "I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, before Abraham was born, I am." Luke chapter nine, verse twenty-three to twenty-six, amplified Bible Classic Edition. And he said to all, "If any person wills to come after me, let him deny himself, disown himself, forget, lose sight of himself and his own interest, refuse and give up himself, and take up his cross daily and follow me. Please steadfastly into me, conform wholly to my." Uh, uh, to my example in living, and if possible, in dying also. For whoever will preserve his life and save uh, and save it, will lose it and destroy it. Whoever loses his life for my sake, he will preserve and save it from the penalty of eternal death. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and ruins or forfeits loses himself? Because Whoever is ashamed of me and my teachings of him, will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in the threefold glory, the splendor and majesty of himself and of the Father and the holy angels. Matthew 7, 13, and 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and spacious and broad is the way that leads away to destruction. Many are those who are entering through it. But the gate is narrow, contracted by pressure and the way is straightened and compressed at least way, way to life and few are those who found it. You can see from the above why Jesus has no option but to come for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemishes. It's not a popularity context because that Christian will be sincere about repentance, which is where the church of today is missing it. We take people who are repenting from their heads and their hearts because it is not from the heart, they will do nothing to go back and make amends with people who they will not forgive or people that have offended or have offended them. We will not carry out restitution because our Christianity is a Christianity of pretense. Easy life, easy Christianity, painless Christianity, crossless Christianity, convenience Christianity. Because this is not sincere, our belief and confession is also not sincere. And following Jesus is just a matter of adding to the numbers. And getting our stamp of Once Safe, Forever Safe which really is a doctrine of Satan a doctrine that says just confess all your sins and you'll be forgiven and anytime you sin just confessing you can still continue doing the same thing and confessing and the grace of God covers you all the time we make sin a lifestyle and still hold on to salvation and grace to come to the rescue we tell people once they become Christians they will not suffer Jesus said when we become Christians we will suffer persecution and we should count it all joy. I uh, read several accounts there from Matthew chapter 5 verse 10, John 15 18, James chapter 1, verses 2 to 3, 2 Timothy 3 12, 2 Corinthians 12 10, Romans 12 14, 1 Peter 5 8. We say impossible. We curse out and rain thunder and brimstone prayers on our perceived enemies. That is the doctrine of Satan, a false doctrine, half-truth Christianity. We shall run from such gatherings as fast as our legs can carry us because we will each give account of our pilgrimage here on earth without count to any earthly spiritual father. Romans chapter 14 verse 10 to 12, Matthew 25, 1 to end. Remember, we drink from whatever gathering or spiritual authority we submit ourselves to. We should be like the Iberian Christians. Um... Read, read. ignorance or lack of knowledge is not an excuse before God. Acts 17, 11, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. Now these Jews, Berean Christians, were better disposed and more noble than those in Thessalonia, For they were entirely ready and accepted and welcomed the message concerning the attainment through Christ of eternal salvation the kingdom of God. With inclination of mind and eagerness searching and examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so let's look at what happened to the apostles every one of which we quote sunday in and sunday out that reflect jesus what jesus and his uh, said awaits his followers number one was apostle matthew he suffered martyrdom in ethiopia killed by a sword wound we can see from here that before the European missionaries came, Africa already heard the gospel. It just got swept away when the Arabians, through their prophets 700 years after, began a new relationship with a new teacher whose impact spread into Turkey, Europe, Africa, and several other continents. Because Christians then got into the comfort zone, they started building massive cathedrals rather than build men and women. Jesus took away their lampstand as he promised them in John's vision on the island of Patmos and we are in the same trajectory as Middle Ages churches did Revelation chapter 2 verses 1 to 5, Amplified Bible Classic Edition to the angel messenger of the assembly church in Ephesus write these are the words of him who holds the seven stars which are the messengers of the seven churches in his right hand who goes about among the seven golden lampstands which are the seven churches I know your industry Activities, laborious toil and trouble, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot tolerate wicked men. At first, tested and critically, appraised those who call themselves apostles, special messages of Christ, and yet are not. And I found them to be imposters and liars. I know you are enduring patiently and are bearing up for my namesake, and you have not fainted or become exhausted or, or crown weary. But I have this one charge to make against you, that you have left abandoned the love that you had at first. You have deserted me, your first love. Remember then from what heights you have fallen. Repent. Change the inner man to meet God's will and do the works you did previously when first you knew the Lord, or else I will visit you and remove your lampstand from his place unless you change your mind and repent. Let's look at the second apostle, Mark. How did he die? Mark died in Alexandria, Egypt, after being dragged by horses through the streets until he was dead. You can see also from northern Africa, the gospel went there early. The European missionaries were a secondary wave of recitation to the African continent. Apostle Luke was hanged in Greece as a result of his tremendous preaching to the lost. Apostle John, Face martyrdom when he was boiled in a huge basin of boiling oil during a wave of persecution in Rome. However, he was miraculously delivered from death. John was then sentenced to the mines on the prison island of Patmos. He wrote his prophetic book of Revelation on Patmos. The apostle John was later freed and returned to serve as Bishop of Edessa in modern Turkey. He dies. He died as an old man, the only apostle to die peacefully. apostle Peter he was crucified upside down on an X-shaped cross. According to church tradition, it was because he told his tormentors that he felt unworthy to die the same way that Jesus Christ had died. Apostle James, the leader of the church in Jerusalem, was thrown over a hundred feet down from the southeast pinnacle of the tabernacle when he refused to deny his faith in Christ. When they discovered that he survived the fall, his enemies beat James to death with a full-ass club. This was the same pinnacle where Satan had taken Jesus during temptation. Apostle James, the son of Zebedee, was a fisherman by trade when Jesus called him to a lifetime of ministry. As a strong leader of the church, James was beheaded at Jerusalem. The Roman officer who guided James watched amazed as James defended his faith. At his trial. Later, the officer walked beside James to the place of execution. Overcome by conviction, he declared his fate, new fate to the judge and knelt beside James to accept beheading as a Christian. Also, Bartholomew, also known as Nathaniel, was a missionary to Asia. He witnessed for our Lord in present-day Turkey. Bartholomew was martyred for his preaching in Armenia where he was flayed to death by a whip. Apostle Andrew was crucified on an X-shaped cross in Patras, Greece, and after being wiped severely, whipped severely by seven soldiers, they tied his body to the cross with cause to prolong his agony. His followers reported that when he was led toward the cross, led towards the cross, Andrew saluted it in these words, I have long desired and expected this happy hour. The cross has been consecrated by the body of Christ hanging on it. He continued to preach to his tormentors for two days until he expired. Number 10, Apostle Thomas was stabbed with despair in India during one of his missionary trips to establish the church in the subcontinent. 11, Apostle Jude was killed with arrows when <clears throat> he refused to deny his faith in Christ. 12 Apostle Matthias, the apostle chosen to replace the traitor Judas Iscariot was stoned and then beheaded. 13 Apostle Paul was tortured and then beheaded by the evil emperor Nero at Rome in AD 67. Paul endured a lengthy imprisonment which allowed him to write his many epistles to the churches he had formed throughout the Roman Empire. These letters which taught many of the foundational doctrine of Christianity to form a large portion of the New Testament. My question to our modern-day Christians are this. What change between then and now that we are so comfortable in our comfort zone of modern Christianity that we are so afraid of taking risks and venturing into the unknown? Like the apostle of old, no one wins in the comfort zone. Soldiers are usually at risk because they are in the front lines when war breaks out. The fact of the matter is, we are in the war zone. We are at war and it is getting hotter by the day because the evil one knows his days are numbered and he needs disciples to kill, steal, and destroy with him. Souls that will join him in hell. The kingdom of God is also calling out to souls. Getting into any of the two worlds is a personal decision. God would not take that decision for us. Our parents, spouses, relations, friends, fellowship members will not take that decision for us. Each soul has been given the freedom to make a choice and we the Christians are the whole foot soldiers that are meant to take up the spoil, develop them and those spoils of souls go out to get more spoils of souls for the kingdom of God. We have got no time to play around with toys and fancy gathering places. We should rather build mansions in people's hearts so that they can be on fire for the master. What Paul was saying to the Ephesians is also saying to us today. We cannot deliberately become so comfortable worldly affairs to the detriment of our primary assignment of reaching out for the lost. Our spots, wrinkles, and blemishes as listed above and below are hindrances to our work and work with the master as we must deal with. Let's continue to the last part of the text of Ephesians chapter 5. Be subject to one another out of reference for Christ and are the Anointed One. Wives, be be subject, be submissive, and adapt yourself to your own husbands as a service to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, himself the Savior of his body. As the church is subject to Christ, so let wives also be subject in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such things, that she might be holy and faultless. Even so, husbands should love their wives as being in saints their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself, for no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and carefully protects and cherishes it, as Christ does the church, because we are members part of his body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is very great, but I speak concerning the re- relation of Christ and the church. However, let each man of you, without exception, love his wife as being in a sense his very own self, and let the wife see that she respect and reverence her husband as she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates him and esteems him, and, and as she defers to him, praises him, and loves and endures him, admires him exceedingly. Now, is are comment number two. Paul's has, Paul's, Paul has likened our relationship as Christians to master Jesus, just like husband and wife. He wants us to live life as in true life, so also with our husbands and wives. As in the real outside world, so also in our spiritual world, we cannot have double life. Jesus will not entertain or accept it, or shouldn't either. In answering these questions, how on earth is that going to be possible with a heavily compromised, faithless church? How can you and I, they are both bored? Who is the Antichrist? Where is the Antichrist from? Is he or she already here? How do we develop this sermon? We start by ensuring we are really in the faith. By not making sin in a lifestyle, by making by not making sin a lifestyle, by making true repentance a lifestyle, including inner healing and repentance where most of our unforgiving stand is lodged by which many are defiled. Hebrews twelve fifteen. We must avoid gatherings where teachings and lifestyle does not agree with scripture or where we deliberately go against spiritual principles. We must develop a vertical personal relationship with Jesus where our horizontal relationship is an outflow of that vertical relationship. In addressing the issue of Antichrist, we must understand that the Antichrist is already here and came out from within the church, not from outside it. Antichrist is any belief that goes against Jesus and the teaching of Jesus. John put this succinctly in 1 Peter 1 John chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5. He also defined who is a true Christian from this text and read 1 John chapter 2, Amplified Bible Classic Edition. And I read, My little children, I write you these things so that you may not violate God's law on sin. If anyone shall sin, we have an advocate, one who will intercede for us with the Father. It is Jesus Christ, the all-righteous, right just who conforms to the Father's will in every purpose, thought, and action. And he that, same, he, that same Jesus himself, the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not for us alone, but also for the sins of the whole world. And this is how we made the sin daily by experience that we are coming to know him. To perceive, recognize, understand, and become better acquainted with him, if we keep bear in mind, observe, practice his teachings, precepts, and commandments. whoever says I know him, I perceive, recognize, understand, and am acquainted with him, but fails to keep and obey his commands, commandments, teaching is a liar, and the truth of the gospel is not in him. But he who keeps tre- uh, who keeps treasures his word, who bears in mind his precepts, who observes his message and is in his entirety truly in him has a love of and for God being perfected, completed, reached maturity. By this we may perceive, know, recognize, and be sure that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought as a personal debt to walk and conduct himself in the same way in which he walked and conducted himself as Jesus. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment which you have from had from the beginning. The old commandment is a message which you have heard, the doctrine of salvation through Christ. Yet, I am writing you a new commandment, which is true, is realized in Him and in you. Because the darkness, moral blindness, is clearing away under true light. The revelation of God in Christ already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and yet hates his brother, Christian, born again, child of God, his father, is in darkness even until now. Whoever loves his brother, believer, bepies lives in the light, and in it or in him there is no occasion for stumbling or cause for error or sin. But he who hates, detests, despises his brother in Christ is in darkness and walking, living in dark, in the dark. He is strained and does not perceive or know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I'm writing to you, little children, because for his name's sake, your sins are forgiven. Pardon through his name and on account of confessing his name. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you have come to know, recognize, be aware of, and understand him who has existed from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men because you have been victorious over the wicked one. I write to you, boys, lads, because you have known, come to know, recognize, and be aware of the Father. I write to you, Father, because you have come to know, recognize, be conscious of, and understand him who has existed from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you are strong and vigorous, and the word of God is always abiding in you, in your hearts. You have been victorious over the wicked Do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh, craving for sensual gratification, and the loss of eyes, greedy longings of the mind, and the pride of life, assurance in one's own resources, or in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father but are from the world itself. And the world passes away and disappears. And with it, the forbidden cravings, the passionate desires, the loss of it. But he who does the will of God and carries out his purpose in his life abides remains forever. Boys, lads, it is the last time, hour, the end of this age. And as you have heard that the Antichrist, he who will oppose Christ in the guise of Christ, is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have arisen which confirms our belief that it is the final, the end time. They went out from our number, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they withdrew that it might be plain that they all are not of us. But you have been anointed by, you hold a sacred appointment from, you have been given an unction from the Holy One, and you all know the truth, or you know all things. I write to you. Not because you are ignorant and do not perceive and know the truth, but because you do perceive and know it. And know positively that nothing false, no deception, no lie is. Okay? 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 No one who habitually denies, disowns the Son, uh, even has the Father. Whoever confesses, acknowledges, and has the Son, has a father also, as for you, keep in your heart that what you have heard from the beginning, if what you heard from the first dwells and remains in you, then you will dwell in the son and the fathers always, and this is what he himself has promised us the life, the eternal life. I write this to you with reverence to those who will deceive you, seduce and lead you astray. But as for you, the anointing, the sacred appointment, the unction which you receive from Him abides permanently in you. So then you have no need that anyone should instruct you, but just as His anointing teaches you concerning everything, and is true and is no false, so you must abide in, live in, never depart from Him, being rooted in Him, neat in Him, just as His anointing has taught you to do. And now, children, abide, live, remain permanently in Him, so that when He is made visible, We may have and enjoy perfect confidence, boldness, assurance, and not be ashamed and shrink from Him at His coming. If you know, perceive, and are sure that He, Christ, is absolutely righteous, conforming to the Father's will in purpose, thought, and action, you may also know, be sure, that everyone who does righteously and is therefore in like manner conformed to the divine will is born, begotten of Him, God. So, comment three. May those who have ear hear. What the Spirit of God is saying to the churches in this hour, and for all eternity, in Jesus' name, Amen. Now, let's explore how to help or counsel people or self on the issues of covetousness, cults, and false doctrine. Cults and false doctrine. Definition: A cult is any group whose belief differs from the basic tenets of God's Word, and whose members do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as the Son of God. False doctrine is any teaching or belief that cannot be documented by the written word of God. Facts about false cults and false doctrine. There are many false religions and cults. You must follow the truth of God's word, not the so-called revelations of man calls often emerge from claims of personal revelation such revelations if not in harmony with the Word of God should be rejected Galatians 1 9 calls often incorporate partial truths in their doctrine for example they may talk about the love of God and the love for one another yet deny the reality of sacrifice Jesus Christ for sin calls always present other ways to God there are many ways to God they claim for the Bible says it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucify, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He is the stone you build rejected, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else, but there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Acts chapter 4 verses 10 to 12. Common characteristics of cause and false to include... Dictatorial leadership. Calls cluster around domineering personalities who have absolute authority and are accountable to no one. Exclusive. Calls adopt the attitude that they are the only group with divine truth. They exclude from fellowship others who disagree with them. Legalistic. Calls usually have strict rules of belief and behavior which have no scriptural basis. Defensive. call members are usually led to believe that society, organized religion, governments are against them. Oppressive, cult members are usually manipulated, controlled and oppressed by the leadership. Secretive, many things about the cult are kept secret from outsiders. Higher revelation, cults often claim higher revelation from God, a source of authority beyond the scripture. Anti-church, cults vigorously oppose organized churches and their pastors. Anti-family, cults sometimes want their members to... Break ties with family who are not members. Salvation by works. They emphasize what you do rather than the fact that all has been done by Christ to secure salvation. Dealing with cult and false doctrine. Ask God to forgive you. If you have been involved with a cult or false doctrine, renounce any involvement with cults and false doctrine. Leave the cult. Leave the fellowship with those teaching these false doctrines. Break all ties. Pray for deliverance from the demonic influence involving calls. Calls are doctrines perpetrated by devils. 1 Timothy 4. 1 Reaffirm your commitment to God. Reaffirm your belief in the Trinity of God and that Jesus is the only way to God and his word as the authoritative source of truth. Renew your mind in the word of God. Calls tend to brainwash their members, so you need to renew your mind in order to understand and receive the truth. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and you will be able to test and approve what God's will is His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Romans 12 1 2. Study God's word, not books written by man. Compare everything you read, hear, or are taught to what the word of God teaches. Join Bible-believing church, the church is a pillar and the foundation of truth and will help you grow in the Lord, 1 Timothy 3.15. What God's word says about cause and false doctrine, I gain understanding from your precept, therefore I hate every wrong path, Psalm 119, verse 104. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is a way of death, Proverbs 16.25. False cries and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the even, even elect. If that were possible, see, I've told you ahead of time, Matthew 24, 24, 25. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He is a stone you build rejected, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Acts chapter 4, verse 10, uh, uh, 10 to 12. You can read Romans twelve one to two you can read corinthians second corinthians eleven thirteen to fourteen Galatians one eight to nine Colossians two eighteen but let me read Galatians one eight to nine but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preached to you, let him be eternally condemned as we have already said. So now I say again, if anyone, anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. You can read 2 Timothy 2, 15-17, 2 Timothy 3, 13-15, 2 Timothy 4, -4. 3-4, 2 Peter 1, 20-24, 2 Peter 2, 1-12, 1 John 2, 22-23, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit but test the spirit to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. 1 John 4, 1-3 For whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of christ does not have god he who abides in the doctrine of christ has both the father and the son if anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine do not receive him into your house nor greet him for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds second timothy second john uh, uh, second john uh, verse 9 and 11 But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the Spirit, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Jude chapter 17 verse 21. So let's take a look at covetousness definition. Covetousness is a driving desire to have that which one does not possess, control, have access to, use of, or authority over. Facts about covetousness. Covetousness is sin. The Bible declares, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his maidservant, or maidservant, or his ox, or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Covetousness results from a love of the world. The Bible warns, do not love the world or the things in the world. Anyone who loves the world and love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the loss of all. But he who does the will of God abides forever. That is first John chapter two verse fifteen to seventeen, which we have read and learned earlier on. Covetousness comes from your heart. Jesus said, "For from within, a heart of men, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murderers, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride." Foolishness, all of these evil things come from within and defile the man. That is Mark chapter 7, verses 21 to 33. Dealing with covetousness, ask God to forgive your covetousness. Okay, ask God to change your heart. Okay, because it comes from the heart. Like Psalm 119, verse 3 to 6 says, Turn my heart toward your statutes and not towards selfish gain. Ask God to help you order your priorities. Make spiritual sure things your desire and priority instead of coveting after carnal things. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Matthew chapter 6 verse 31 to 33. What God's word says about covetousness. You can read that in Exodus twenty seventeen. Psalms 119 verse 36. Matthew chapter 6 verse 31 to 33, which is left area. Mark chapter 7 verse 21 to 23. Uh, 1 Timothy six ten to 11. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5, which reads, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have, for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. All right. And then James chapter 4 verses 1 to 3. It says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something but don't get it. You will kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight you do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. James chapter four verse thirteen. And uh, we've read uh, first John chapter two verse fifteen to seventeen earlier. So let us pray. Father, thank you for helping us to build our intimate needs of significance, self worth, and security on you. Lord Jesus, you are the mighty counselor, the everlasting father, the king of kings, and the lord of lords. You have commanded us to be your ambassador and to represent you correctly. Lord, we pray that you will equip us through this subseries to be all that you have called us to be and to do in Jesus' name. Give us a teachable heart, a lens applied to ourselves first and to others, Lord God. We pray that as a result of our effectiveness, more souls will be added to the kingdom. The backsliding will be restored to the glory of your name. We we'll present to you the title we treated today Jesus is coming for a church without spots, wrinkles, and blemishes. How on earth? Is that going to be possible with a heavily compromised and faithless church? How can you and I be above board? Who is the Antichrist? Where is the Antichrist from? Is he or she already here? How do we develop the sermon? No one wins long term in the comfort zone. Find out why, how to help or cancel people or self and the issues of covetousness, cold, and false doctrine. Thank you for today's message. We know that there is nothing impossible for you to do. Lord, all things are possible unto you. Take us through a process that refines us to your image and likeness. The intent that we will be without spot, wrinkles and blemish, Lord God. Give us a humble heart that, that comes at your feet continually where we miss it. Repenting sincerely so that you can restore us back to our broken relationship with you. Give us the spirit of discernment so that we will be able to discern correctly the Antichrist that are already in armies. So that we will not work work in error, Lord God. Help us to be willing to go through the refiner's fire. Help us to go into this, uh, this comforting zone. The war zones where destinies are being determined, Lord God. Use us for effectiveness in bringing in the harvest of souls in the name of Jesus Christ. Remove the spirit of covetousness from us. Because godliness with contentment is great gain. We command you out of our lives. We renounce and reject every cult involvement and false doctrine in our midst or that we have willingly or unwillingly to subscribe to. Receive deliverance today and commit not to get involved any longer in Jesus' name. We continue to pray for the thousands of visitors to our sites, day in, day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, year in and year out, that they will encounter you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, in the brand new way that will lead to lasting transformations in the name of Jesus. Thank you, for we know you will do exceedingly abundantly, above all that we can even ask or think according to your sovereign will for these times and season. in Jesus' name. Amen. you get facts and outside questions and answers and all in there. Explain to all round success this week and beyond as you're led by your closest friend, the Holy Spirit. Shalom. Monday, Ogwojo Ogbe. E-Discipleship at otakata.org. My numbers are there. From the US, plus 1, 302, 268-6313 Nigeria plus two three four eight zero three two eight three five three four eight. 5348 May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause His to shine upon you. May He bring you peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. May things begin to break forth before you this week and beyond. May the desires of your heart that God has planted in there begin to yield fruit to the glory of your, His name. In the name of Jesus we are prayed. Amen and amen.